0: And caught
1: He by It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's
0: what the people care!
1: a five-minute major podcast
0: what took you so long to finally seal the deal my man
1: let's go hey guys how's it going welcome to another episode of five minute major we are back dave here out kind of sort of out of COVID protocol with my broadcast partner in crime matt Master giovanni matt how's it going this evening i know it's not too well in flyers land but maybe in your personal life things might be better uh, I don't like, know. Personal <laughs> life, it, it could be better.
0: Um, I mean, it's just, it's still kind of like that dark winter. It's getting a little bit lighter later, but, uh, I just kind of going through the dog days of winter right now, kind of just grinding, doing my thing. So it doesn't make it any better that the flyers are absolutely just awful. Um, And I think I almost forgot they were on last night. That's the point where I literally sat down to eat dinner at like 7.30 and I went, oh, shit, the Flyers are on. And then I was (laughs) like, do I even want to watch them? And, I I mean, it's gotten to the point where, I mean, we, again, for the past however many weeks, days, years, we can copy and paste so many things that are just negative about this team. But, I mean, there's no – There's no sense of urgency to change any of it, and I think I'm stuck myself, and I'm sure you are too, Dave, and so many other people as fans are stuck here between anger, frustration, and now just apathy for Mm -hmm. this team, where, especially after today's press conference with Chuck Fletcher and Dave Scott, which we'll touch on soon, but I mean... Uh, it just does again, we, there doesn't seem to be any light at the end of the tunnel. And it's, it's almost hopeless. Like, I mean, not even, not even almost, I guess it is like they're on a 13 game losing streak. They franchise
1: the, record losing yeah, streak.
0: Um, they literally haven't won a game since last year. Like,
1: Who was the last I'm pretty sure they, they have won? not
0: won a game in this calendar year yet. They, they have...
1: They have not won a game in twenty in the year twenty twenty two they want to take a guess the last time they won was
0: it was de- december twenty ninth I'm pretty sure
1: yep against Seattle, yeah, in an overtime yep. win at that,
0: yeah, I mean it's uh yeah i'm almost you're just kinda almost at a loss for words at this point, like I mean. We they've lost the past what we didn't record last week because you were in COVID protocol, but they've lost the last obviously the last thirteen games. But I mean, we don't even really have to touch on any of these games because it's the same result. Um, oh, yeah, and I mean, you can it's it's been the same old thing where you can you can't really you can and you can't blame COVID. You also have your injuries, but again, like we've said before, at nauseum. Every single team in the league has gone is has and is still going through COVID, has their fair share of injuries, but for some reason it's just the Flyers who completely just implode when they don't have one star defenseman, or they don't have Sean Couturier, or they don't have uh, Claude Giroux or Ivan Provorov for two three games. It's like, what the hell happened? Like, yeah. It's just, I mean, again, it's, uh, you're stuck between those three feelings. Again, it's anger, frustration, and apathy where, and I mean, there's despair too. Like I said, I mean, there's just complete and utter hopelessness at this point where it's like, again, I mean, I'm, I'm circling back here because we just kind of have to talk about the same negative stuff. But, um, I mean, again, after today's press conference, every, it's funny, everyone knew that these, these, uh. These quotes were coming from Fletcher and especially Dave Scott, who I think deserves a a nice punch in the mouth. I'm sorry to get violent there, but maybe a smack upside the head would be a little bit better. I feel like he
1: deserves a nice little right hook.
0: Yeah. All right. I could I could give that. But. Holy hell, man, (laughs) it talk Uh, about throwing more gasoline on an already I mean, if the, fly- the Flyers aren't even a dumpster fire. The Flyers are an entire landfill on fire. Yeah. And they just continue, instead of those helicopters that pour water on forest fires, uh, they are coming over with helicopters of kerosene and just continually adding to the already inflamed franchise that is just engulfed in everything bad.
1: Yeah. yeah if you were to call them hot garbage... That would be an insult to hot garbage. Yeah. Um, things are not good. Like we've touched on, a 13-game losing streak, a new franchise record. Um, and, yeah, uh, a- apathy, that the correct word there? I know I yes. got the last podcast, I got them mixed up with empathy. No, we apathy. Will not, we
0: will not empathize with this team no, no, or no. sympathize with them because they don't deserve it.
1: No, it's got to the point now where I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna watch enough of this game so where I can talk about this team and not sound like a blibbering idiot on the podcast. Um, but I know right now with how fragile and soft they are, if they go down one nothing, they're not winning. So I just find something else to watch, like as la- in last night's game. We're, we don't even need to. We don't even need to do a week in review segment because it's just it's the same. Cut and rinse and repeat, you know? Um, I don't even want to talk
0: about last night's game.
1: As soon as they blew that 2-0 lead to the New York Islanders, I said, they're losing this game, and let's turn it off. There's no point in watching the rest of this game. Like, when when one thing goes wrong, this team just crumbles, and it it just falls apart. And, like, a good franchise doesn't do that. And, you know... you hear all these quotes even the press conference of how, you know, Dave Scott has faith in Chuck Fletcher and blah, 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 blah. blah. And, and this isn't a rebuild. This is more like a retool. And I'm going to give Chuck Fletcher a blank check. You know, this isn't a five-year, to three-to-five-year rebuild. This is just a retool on the fly. We've been hearing retool on the fly for two to three years the past eight years. Yeah. At some point, like, when does someone in the higher-ups say enough is enough? Um, like, this, this cycle just—we have—the Philadelphia Flyers have literally become the mid-2000s Minnesota Wild. They have become, like, the 2010 to 2018 Minnesota Wild, where they're they're, they're, they're not quite good enough to make the playoffs— but they're not quite bad enough to be a lottery team and pick top five every year. They're in that limbo of mm-hmm. hell where you're drafting like between 10 to 20, like 20, like 25, like 20, like in that mid range where you might get a star or you might get a freaking bum. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but by staying in that layer of hockey purgatory, Your team doesn't get better. And when your players that you thought were going to develop into stars and legitimate NHL players don't turn into that, and you put all of your eggs in that basket, well, now all these eggs are cracked. They're scrambled. They're cooked. They are what they are, and they're not what they thought they were going to be. That's going to hurt you. You know, it's just like at some point, you know, we just feel like the Flyers, literally, if you ask me, they need to burn it all down. And you need to do a rebuild. You need to actually do a freaking rebuild. You need to keep Carter Hart. You need to keep Ivan Provorov, because I still think there's something there. And you need to keep Joel Faraby. Everyone else, and I literally mean everyone else, is tradable. Mm -hmm. And there are players come this deadline that you hope get traded. Every single unrestricted free agent the Flyers have this year should be traded at this deadline. Every single one. You trade them and you replace them with kids from the minors. You have to do it. And Claude Giroux, the Flyers have to trade Claude Giroux. That man deserves a Stanley Cup. The Philadelphia Flyers have wasted his entire career. Wasted it. The second best flyer of all time. And the best flyer in my entire fanhood. Wasted his career. That man deserves a Stanley Cup. But it's up to him if he wants to leave. He's got that no move clause. But you, you best bet it. He hopes he waves it. And Claude, like I love you and own all your jerseys. Do not resign here. Finish out your career somewhere else. We'll welcome we, we will welcome you back to Philadelphia when your jersey number 28 gets retired. Like go somewhere else, whether that's Colorado, another like I don't care where. He could even go to the freaking Rangers for all I care. And I would root for I would I would root for the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup because why? Because they had Claude Giroux on their team. Mm-hmm. That man deserves a Stanley Cup. Everyone else, you know, I, I know I'm kind of we're like we're freestyling tonight. Um hey man, that's Drew, all we can do at this yeah. point
0: when they're in the midst of a 13 game losing streak <laughs>
1: exactly so Claude Drew, we are touched on it gotta trade him man deserves a cup James Van Reemsyk we've got one more year of that ridiculous contract that Ron Hexall signed him to and then he's out of here if you can find a way to trade him now to get cap relief please dear god do it um Let's see, UFAs, Jerry Mayhew. Okay, cool, you're a minor league player. The only reason why you're playing is because we need bodies in the league. Whatever. Um, Risto, the Flyers came out today, or Chuck Fletcher came out today in the press conference and said they acquired Ristolainen for the purpose of retaining his services. Ristolainen wants to play for a winner. Mm-hmm. He's been on dog-shit teams his entire career. We thought he was coming to a good team this year, but that's not the case. And before that, with the Buffalo Sabres, trade the man. Recoup some of the value that you that that you when, that you lost when you traded for him. See if you can maybe get a first-round pick or a couple seconds and a good prospect back for him because the man has shown that he can play hockey and a competitive NHL team when used properly on a second pairing. Justin Braun, trade him. Keith Yandel, please, dear God, trade him because he ain't his <laughs> hell resigning here. Um, Kevin Kanaughton, who cares? Nick Sealer, who cares? And Martin Jones. Someone could use Martin Jones. I mean, yeah, he had a great start. This whole entire team had a great start. Since then, it's been crap. But you know what? Mm. Maybe Martin Jones behind a good defense on an actual good hockey team in a 1B backup role. He might actually be decent. You never know. Some team like the Edmonton Oilers, might be desperate enough to find a new goaltender. All those players I just mentioned have to be gone come the trade-in line. If they are not, Chuck Fletcher, what the fuck are you doing? That's my one F-bomb for the evening Master. I needed to <laughs> do, hold me to that. Um, like, what, you can't, I'm sorry, a, a retool is no longer acceptable in my eyes as a fan of this hockey team. A retool means you are going to make me and all the rest of the fan base watch 10 more years of this. I mean, I'm out. I mean, I'm out. I mean, I'm out. You know, mm-hmm. like enough, enough. Pick a direction. And it's clear this team, they thought Comcast and Chuck Fletcher thought this team was ready to contend for a Stanley Cup. Boy, were they wrong. And here's another problem, a big thing that's confusing. A master, I will give you the talking stick back shortly. This season is easily worse than the 2006-2007 season. Do you want to know why it's worse? Because at least in 2006-2007, this team had a future. You saw the path. Richardson and Carter were young. There was mm-hmm. a great free agency class. With the Flyers and the stocked up on. The Flyers got good value for their UFA's and deals, and you saw the team was headed in a right direction. The direction this team is headed in right now is the Grand Canyon. Even lower than that, the Earth's core. <laughs> like, it's it's there's nowhere to go. And all these quote unquote prospects that we were so hyped to see, none of them have panned out except for Joel Farabee. He is the only one, but Joel Farabee by himself is not in, He's still not a franchise elite level talent. He is a good. He's a legitimate top six, and he could become an elite sniper forward, but he's not someone you build your whole team around. He's a nice piece. So the Flyers, they need to blow this thing up, straight up. You keep Provorov, you keep Carter Hart, and you keep Farabee everyone else tradable recoup assets build from the draft we need to pick top five in the next three or four drafts in a row get that elite legitimate elite talent and then go from there
0: well said my friend
1: thank you for coming to my <laughs> ted talk this evening
0: yeah i mean it's just it's just tough like i said it's it's day in and day out where uh, it's, it's like um I'm trying to think it's just tough to word. it's tough to word how things have unfolded beside like for any sort of adjective of negative or bad or poor or awful or horrible any of those I mean um and I think again we'll we'll move on here because we have definitely have both kind of gotten our our feelings out of the way um but we'll I'll get some quick. more
1: there is one player who I need to add to that list cam York cam Yorks not tradable
0: gotcha I would keep. Did you say Atkinson? I've spaced out there for a second.
1: I mean, I know I did not say Atkinson. Atkinson, I mean, if you could keep him and his play doesn't decline, great. But he's a snipey, small forward who's over 30. And he's around the time where players start to decline. And if he declines, it's going to be bad. Real bad. So if you have him while he's playing well, and you know you're not gonna go anywhere anytime soon, he's in the same boat as Giroux. Trade him to a contender, I and mean, he's got include he's got one, two, he's got three more years left at five point eight seven five million. Gotcha. He signed um, until the twenty. His last season here in Philadelphia, pending trade, will be the 2024-25 season.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just looking at these uh these snippets <coughs> of the quotes from the the press conference today. I oh, guess we can kind of, of we oh, can we can kind of start with the, the least the least incendiary to the most incendiary topics of discussion from uh from Fletcher and from Dave Scott. I think more from Dave Scott than anything because he just seems like he's completely just out of touch with what's going on on the ice. Um. I guess the the thing, this is from Bill Meltzer's article on the Flyers' website, but, I mean, we, we kind of all saw this coming, and it's, I guess it's all but, well, it's a definite, not all but, uh, Mike Yo is going to remain the interim head coach for the rest of the season. Um, I guess with the exception of Bruce Boudreaux, who turned the Canucks season around, any sort of, any coach who got handed the Flyers dumpster fire um, in the midst of a season most likely wouldn't be able to fix it. Um, so I guess Yo is kind of the not the scapegoat, but just, I guess, one of the many fall guys that have come through this franchise that is going to I mean, unless they miraculously turn it around for the next half the season under his coaching watch, then he's I think he's most likely not going to be here come the summer. Um, uh,
1: no, well, I don't think he's going to be here either.
0: So um, and Fletcher even said, quote, the best time to make those decisions is in the summer the the offseason when you're not burdened with a daily grind of games and practices. So you can ob- objectively look at what you need to do as a team. Uh, he also, I mean, he's defending. He's definitely defending yo, but it, it also it makes a little bit of sense. "Quote: He's been dealt a tough hand. He's doing the best." Really, he can. <laughs> um, I will say, I think he is. Knock on wood. But I think he might be undefeated in challenges, uh, coaches' challenges. No, no.
1: No, he's not. He lost he one won. against Buffalo. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Over All the right. weekend. Well, hey, you win some, you lose some. But it's uh, – <laughs> again, I think like any any coach that would have come in once AV got fired, you, you never know what's going to happen. But I think, again, the Flyers have just had so much hesitancy and so much complacency without – with wanting to find outside coaching. Um, And yeah, I mean, they just, they dropped the ball on that. Maybe they just
1: got the bigger problem too, is, is this, is this team seemingly just stop listening to coaches after a certain point? Like this, this whole team just says, you know what? We don't like you anymore. We're done with you.
0: I think, and again, I think we've said this so many times where it's, it's such a top, it's a, it's a blanket issue throughout the whole team, whether it's the front office or the players. I mean, how can these players be in a good mood? Like when they literally put the like they play like dog shit night in and night out. Like it just it makes no it makes no sense. Like you don't see other teams do this. It's 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 unfathomable well,
1: me- to some degree you can tell they're not having fun during games because you can look at their body language and you you can look at the way they're playing. Like the players definitely are not having a good time as much as the NHL at NHL flyers, Twitter account wants to tweet out fun videos of them at practice. Like we all know that's a load of of bullshit. Like, yeah, you can tell during the games, this, this is not fun for them either, but they're the ones who can fix it. And they're just, they're literally choosing not to.
0: Yeah. Um, Another thing that they touched on is obviously uh, the Ryan Ellis situation, and also now Sean Couturier. Both of these guys are on LTIR. Um, <laughs> Ellis played four games this season, uh, and then has still disappeared, has one more
1: point than Nolan Patrick.
0: Has has disappeared into the ether since um, we don't we don't even know if he exists anymore, honestly. But uh, he's a myth. And then Couturier has a. They both have. I think it's both. They have both of them have upper body injuries. Um, but it's basically season-threatening injuries as opposed to career-threatening. Uh, Fletcher said that, quote, I think they're both working hard. I think it could go either way with both players. There's a chance that they could come back this year, and there's a chance they will need procedures that will take them out for the rest of the season. We're trying to do everything we can to avoid surgery in both cases. Uh, we haven't heard any update on Ellis in a few weeks. Um, the last I saw of Couturier was actually earlier today, I think it was Jordan Hall tweeted out a picture of him skating on the ice at the skate zone, just in, like, sweatpants. So, um, maybe we'll see him come back. but Uh,
1: We we shouldn't. Yeah. Um, (laughs) At this
0: point, even though there's, like, what, still 30-plus games left, just shut him down, honestly.
1: So, last night, I think, was game 42. So, we're at, like, legit – we have another – Forty-one more games of this to watch, and at oh, this well. point, and I, I'm going to add in Kevin Hayes to this funnel too. Kevin Hayes, Sean Couturier, and Ryan Ellis should not hit the ice for the remainder of this season. This, and I tweeted this earlier. If I didn't, if I if I didn't just say that, um, this season is lost. They are currently 16 points out of the last wild card. And are in 27th out of 32 teams in the standings. That is a draft lottery team. Do not rush these players. Do not have them return to this season at all. Let them get the surgery. Let them heal up for next year. And come into next season. Stop trying to get players healthy for this year. You're not making the playoffs. You're going to be a draft lottery team. We are going to watch this shit for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'd rather watch kids who want to try and earn their living and say, hey, you know what? I can play in the show than guys who are semi-hurt. So Coots, Hayes, Ellis, Ellis, if you even exist, stay on the IR. Do not come <laughs> back. It is not worth your time at yeah. all. Or the fans' time. It's not worth it.
0: Um, again, I think we're going to see... As we get closer to the trade deadline in, uh, it's what usually mid February, like the twenty third, something like that. Um, I'm not sure the exact date there. Bad radio by me, but uh, trade uh,
1: deadline. It is a Monday, March twenty first.
0: Oh, March twenty first. Why do I think it the was week February? of my wedding? Humble brag.
1: Yeah, humble brag. Um, yeah, thanks, so thanks. We got everyone got COVID on my voucher party. Woot, woot.
0: Not me. Um, <laughs> not you. That's true. I should be the real Iron Man, not Keith
1: Yandel. Um, <laughs> Do we want to touch on that real quick? No, nah, we'll we'll save it. We'll save it. Well, I mean, just it, it, it might be. It, it's. I mean, while we have been very negative on Keith Yandel's play this season, it is still cool that he got this record in a Flyers uniform. Like, it's still an NHL record. And, yes, Phil Kessel is going to pass him later this year. But for the moment... While he has sucked on the ice, it is still a good feel good moment for Keith Yandel. Like, it's the fact that he's played, what, since I think since 2006? Yes. Like, he's hasn't missed a game from 2006 to 2022. No, no,
0: no. He hasn't missed a game since 2009.
1: Okay, since 2009. Regardless, he still hasn't missed a game since 2009, the year I graduated high school, to now, 2022. That's still damned impressive. Like, imagine yeah. the, the, the things that man has played through. So that that is still impressive. So good on you for that, Keith. But get off my hockey team because you're hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I presume.
0: think, I think the, the record is definitely cool. Um, I don't think anything is going to be – I don't know if he's going to get any sort of, like, quote-unquote trophy – but even if he does, I don't think anything is going to surpass Chris Russell getting the silver shin pads for the most blocked shots in <laughs> NHL history. I could see the Le-
1: I could see the Flyers giving him something. Maybe the league does something. Unless but they like, give
0: him like an Iron Man helmet, that'd be sick.
1: I mean, Chicklets is already doing that for merch.
0: There you go. Oh, I might have to get a T-shirt. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's definitely cool to see an NHL record on any team, but especially the Flyers and a guy like Yandel where. Aside from his play, he seems like a cool guy. And, like, yeah, we all love doing the, the, the sonk and all that. But, I mean, his entire season this year has been a sonk, I think. So,
1: oh, he, he sonked the Flyers and they gave him a contract. Yeah.
0: Um, but that's just one of the many things that went south this year for the Flyers. So, uh, Yandel, congrats on the record. He passed, um, Doug Jarvis. Um, who had played 964 consecutive games, beginning with his NHL debut in October of 1975, spanning all the way to his final game on October 10th of 1987, all with the Montreal Canadiens, the Capitals, and the Hartford Whalers. Let's see. Yandel has appeared in a total of 1,074 regular season games where he has recorded 102 goals and 511 assists for a total of 613 points. With the Yotes, the Rangers, the Florida Panthers, and the Flyers, rough, rough season for the Flyers, of course. Um, he's also a veteran of fifty-eight Stanley Cup playoff games and has recorded thirty-six points in that span, which included a, a Stanley Cup final trip in twenty fourteen and the Eastern Conference final in twenty fifteen, both with the New York Rangers. Uh, there's actually a fun NHL, the NHL PR account tweeted out some things yesterday um, about like. On this date, when Keith Yandel's streak started, one of them was like Uber hadn't even started. <laughs> um, Uber didn't exist. Instagram hadn't officially launched. Um, although so like all it's it's like the same thing when they did when the the last time the Oilers made the playoffs, it was like Twitter didn't exist. Like it was it's cool to see like how like it just makes you realize how far it it has been since mm-hmm. two thousand nine. And like you said, I mean. It's crazy that all that hockey players go through throughout each season, he's never missed a game in the last, what, 2009 2022? Bad math guy. Over but, a decade. Over a decade. Yeah, we'll go with that. 13 years. There we go. Um, so, Yandel, congrats. But your play, thumbs down. But um, Two
1: thumbs down.
0: Yeah, sadly. Um, speaking of two thumbs down, we'll go back to our press conference coverage here. Um we
1: get off the rails there a bit. I don't know. Let's see. I guess do we there, there's there's no really there's no real quotes that really stood out. Like I guess like it was cool to hear Chuck Fletcher include Joel Faraby in the so... core of the team. So like that's good to know. but like, the rest of it was just like literally it was cut and copy and paste from his We Are What We Are press conference earlier in the year.
0: Yeah, I would uh, say, Blame I guess- this,
1: blame that, and... He had Dave Scott just prove that he's so out of touch. Yeah, I guess he was kind of the...
0: the team. I was going to say, he's definitely kind of the main character of this one, where, as opposed to the last uh, press conference, it was Fletcher's, we are who we are, quote. But um, the fact that Dave Scott blamed attendance at flyers games on covid protocols is is a flat out
1: lie yeah he also tried to say it was for the sixers and wings he's like oh we're all struggling with attendance attendance uh the sixers had the number one ranked attendance in the entire nba
0: yeah so uh nice one there dave yeah um And then he also said the, the cult, the hockey culture surrounding the team is, is great. And like, perfect.
1: Hasn't changed in his nine years with the organization. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you talk to people who no longer work for the team, they would think otherwise, especially, you know, Oh, I don't know. Chris Terrian. Who's been very, I mean, there's also that
0: whole thing where I forget what he said exactly, but it was something with the having to do with the fans and the connection with the fans for the team. And I think it might have been Russ Joy or, yeah, someone pointed out the fact that, like, the, the disconnect with the fans is getting worse and worse because, as we've pointed on as – we, as we've touched on before, Dave, whenever the Flyers are doing poorly, it's either um, a gritty video or, like, I don't a know. A gritty but, video game? Yeah, they just released the, – they're like, oh, like, while gritty you wait for the Flyers – While you wait for the Flyers to lose their 11th straight game, download (laughs) this video game to distract yourself from how bad the on-ice product is.
1: Nah, bro. Gritty gritty already exists for that. They're basically
0: doing any sort of marketing ploy where they can still make money by getting butts and seats but also have a mediocre product on the ice. It's the same thing as when they introduced the Rage Room in the Wells Fargo Center. The Flyers are probably in the midst of a a losing streak at that point, and they are like, Hey, come to the Wells Fargo Center and you can break a plate. Like <laughs> I can do that. I could do home. that. I could do that at my house for free. Like I don't have to pay 100 bucks for a flyers ticket and then wait in line to break a plate, like but yeah, I mean Dave Scott is just I mean, he's so him and the the higher ups I think at Comcast Spectacle, I think are just so out of touch with the the hockey side of things where again I don't want to call it the a soulless corporate organization at this point, but it's it's teetering on becoming completely that where there's no true hockey mind or hockey oriented mind that's in charge of this team. And I think again that also might be hindering Fletcher a little bit because obviously Dave Scott gave him that vote of confidence today saying Chuck is quote my guy. Like so it's like but also, I mean, Fletcher Knowing that, like he probably just wants to say screw it at some point and blow the whole thing up. But I think he probably would need the blessing of the the high I mean, council of Comcast Spectacor. He never did that um, in Minnesota before he could do that. But I would think hopefully he would know that it's a different situation than that.
1: Yeah. And the other big thing we learned this from this press conference too is it sounds like Danny Briere is being groomed to be the next GM. Yeah, like they are including him apparently in everything. I think,
0: and again, too, it's so tricky because, and which it makes it worse is that not the not the Briere thing. I think I'm all for that, but I think it's again, it's such a top down issue. Like I said before, and we've said this again multiple times, where the the management can do all that they can to to fix this team, but it also has to come down to the players. Yeah, and I mean, again, we've again, we've said this again and again, it's got to be that next man up mentality where these guys have to know that. I mean, yeah, it is hard playing with a different winger every night. Or if you're hell, if you're Nick Sealer, you played winger as a a defenseman the other night because the Flyers literally had no one else to call up. So it's like, Uh. I understand that it's, it's a tough situation that these players are put in between COVID and playing with different players or injuries, but it's like, you have to learn to adapt. And, again, we we see it on other teams where guys go down with COVID or injuries or blah, blah, blah. Guys get called up or they somehow they they re, re – not – what am I trying to think? They mix up the roster, changing lines and so to speak, and they still have success where <laughs> Ryan Ellis left and the Flyers went, how the hell do we play hockey? Like one player should not be the entirety of a team's – mentality and skill it's a team game for a reason this
1: this whole organization needs to look themselves in the mirror like there's there's problems at every level from ownership to the gms to the coaching staff to the players to the medical staff to player development like everything needs to be looked at like this isn't this isn't a fix it's going to be fixed in like two three like this is the whole organization needs an overhaul.
0: I think there's one thing that could help a little bit, but it also, again, it depends on what they do with their their uh, their players. And I, I was kind of like, <laughs> I hate to use this word because it's like such like a, I guess like an old school or like joking word, but like I was like legit like fl- almost flabbergasted the other day when I was listening to WIP in one of the work trucks and they were discussing whether or not the flyers should change the team colors so because it would make them possibly make them better tell me I how mean, that tell me how that makes 1 ounce of sense the only way that i could make it make sense for myself is that if they and what which is leading me to my point here is that if they change the jerseys where if they went back to like home like black home jerseys with the orange and white or if they went to like So, I mean, but why are you going to change the colors? Like,
1: oh, my God. Like, you're not going to
0: change them to, like, red, white, and blue because there's literally – you can't have them aligned with the Phillies. You can't have them aligned with the Eagles because the Eagles, I mean, green and white and black, that's basically Dallas. You have red, white, and blue, which is the Rangers, the Capitals, the Jets. Half the league. (laughs) Half the league is red, white, and blue. Like, So, I mean – the orange and the black stands out. And that means something because it's a unique color scheme. Like, yeah. Why are you going to change the colors? Like that's still, they just, they're just going to look shitty in a different colored Jersey.
1: I mean, a re I think a rebrand of the uniforms is well overdue. Like we've seen, oh, yeah, I like the flyers. I like the re-brand. Been, yeah. The flyers have been wearing the same uniform style for almost 10 years now. Yeah. And that's usually at the, the longest point where teams stick to one type of uniform. Um, I have heard that apparently the league is bringing back the reverse retro style next season, Ooh. but they're gonna make some changes to the jerseys supposedly. so that will be kind of cool. Um, but no, I think the Flyers could definitely use a makeover in regards to their uniforms. yeah I and think- I mean, every, it, it, it's a nice way to help re-engage the fan base like even though a uniform change isn't going to affect the on ice product, It'll make the fan base happy and I feel like a lot of the fan base has at least on, on Twitter dot com has been wanting a black overall like themed colored flyer jersey as their primary jersey for at least three years now.
0: Yeah, I mean again, I think maybe that'll go hand in hand if they if when I guess when they hopefully I'm gonna think positively here for once, when they start making moves to quote-unquote, retool or rebuild this roster. Maybe they say, hey, let's also rebrand the the way we're going to look on the ice so that if by some miracle they start to look better, then they'll look better physically and also statistically, and it'll kind of all maybe finally meld together after a decade plus of mediocrity.
1: I lost your audio. <laughs> Sorry, I was still on mute from blowing my nose. Uh, um, yeah. The uh, the Buffalo Sabres kind of did that with bringing back the Royal Blue jersey last year, like paying tribute to when they broke into the league. And then um, as an alternate next year, they're bringing back the black, red, and silver Buffalo Goathead jerseys.
0: Yeah, those are sweet. Like,
1: they're trying to repair their reputation with the fan base by doing little things as they try and rebuild the team again. That's what the Flyers need to do. I Yeah, I
0: mean, that's marketing 101 yeah. right there. If people are unhappy, you change something. Yeah. And the Flyers are a very history-rich franchise, and they've had different, uh, albeit they've all been orange, black, and white, for the most part. No, yeah, they all have been, um, except for, I guess, a little bit of silver with those 3D jerseys that are sweet. Love um, those jerseys. They've had different jersey designs and concepts over the years, and... I mean again, what better way? Hell, distract the fans with new jerseys. Like I would be like, hey, at least we got new jerseys. Like the team may still suck, but like at least we're using retro jerseys that look cool. Like I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. Instead of an instead of a damn gritty video game on my phone. <laughs> The way you get me to spend money is, hey, bring back a a, a, a new version of this – a new classic, as they say, where it's like you bring the the updated uh, Adidas 1980s. Like the jerseys we saw at the alumni game, I would buy one of those in a heartbeat if they yes. were the new home in a ways. I, I, yes.
1: Yes. Either one of them.
0: Easy easy 400 bucks right there for, to the Flyers <laughs> or to whoever the money goes to. NHL.com, the Flyers, whatever. Easy 400 bucks right there. But it's like – They're capitalizing in the wrong way, and they're making people even just more angry. Where, again, you've seen it the past, what, three or four home games now? They tweet out, like, in the middle of the day, they're like, just released 200 tickets to the assembly room for $25. It's like,
1: nobody wants to pay $25 to watch this team. Yeah, you can can spend, like, tickets on Subhub are, like, falling like the sky right now. And eventually, you'll be able to to sit lower level for like probably like 25 bucks if they're it's not there already yet. I mean, like, I don't yet. even want to go down there and spend my money. Like, I really like, I talked to, I was talking to Brenna, my good old lovely wife, earlier today about it. And she was like, yeah, but like, they don't deserve our money. I'm like, you're absolutely right. I'm like, they don't deserve our money. They don't deserve us being there. Like, the only way Comcast is going to realize how much they've screwed up. See, I can't I can't say effed up because I've already used my one F bomb this evening. Um, Congress is only going to realize how much they've screwed up by us not going to games by there being more opposing fans. Like when the New York Rangers come to town, it should be essentially a New York Rangers home game at the Mm -hmm. Wells Fargo Center. That's what's going to make management wake up and realize the fan base is angry.
0: You know? Or you or you do what the Florida Panthers, I would say now used to do because the Panthers are actually a good team now. But they're gonna be you, good for
1: a while, folks. It's like gonna they're 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 yeah. gonna be good. Like they're not if you're going not
0: at if you're not physically at the game, you're gonna be watching the T the game on TV and you're gonna think to yourself, Oh wow, it must be dressed like a seat night at the Wells Fargo Center because yep. there's gonna be no one there.
1: Yeah.
0: So there's like there's there's ways that they can make it better both again on and off the ice, but for some delusional reason, they're not there's no sense of urgency here where it's like again, it's it's just complacency and mediocrity, and maybe even greed to some to to some point where they just want to get people in the building spending money and kind of turning a blind eye to how bad the the on ice product is, but it's like Hey, at least there's a new video game that you can play as gritty and smack a penguin. Like nobody wants that. Like, yeah. Maybe if they were doing well, it'd be like, hell yeah, like the Flyers won last night. Now I'm gonna go tear it up on the gritty video game. But it's like It's like they're blocking your view, like they're putting the blinders on us fans, where it's like, Don't look at the ice, look at gritty. Like, like we're children. Like Instead of like looking at the camera, it's like, hey, look at the gritty stuffed animal and smile when like everything's like, on fire around us.
1: This, this would be my last point, and then I, then I guess we can move on to around the league because like there's not much more we can really say. Like
0: the Flyers oh, there's used a lot to... more we could say, but it would get very yeah. expletive.
1: Yes, the Flyers used to know and realize that their fan base was educated and knew hockey, and that they couldn't do gimmicking trips, gi- gimmicking tri- gimmicking tricks on us to distract us. And for some reason, this new current brand of ownership thinks that that they can. And it's like, no, we, we all see through, we see through your B.S. Like, yeah, you know, we're not a fan base that's going to sit by actively quietly and just be like, oh, OK, whatever. Like, you suck. Not a big deal. Like, no, we're angry and we and we demand better. So wake up and get her done.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a standard that we've we come to expect from this team on and off the ice and that standard has been beaten to within an inch of its life, maybe even to death the past decade. Um yeah. Not and good. it's just sad to see. Um but again, closing arguments wise, the Flyers are on a 13 game losing streak. They are going to look once again to end that streak against the LA Kings on Saturday afternoon.
1: I don't think they're going to.
0: So we will see what happens, and that's all I'll say about that.
1: I, I really I really don't know when the next time this... With, with the way this team has been playing, I do not know when their next victory is going to come. And that is very depressing. But with that, we can move on.
0: Well, with that, we can finally get away from the Flyers and go around the league. <laughs> um, to, actually, there's still a bit of sad news that we have to touch on, I guess. We should... Um, no disrespect to the gentleman, but we have to uh, we have to do this as he was a um, a very towering hockey figure. Um, but uh, earlier this week, um, longtime New York Islander Clark Gillies did pass away at the age of sixty seven. It was on Tuesday, actually. So earlier this week, uh, yesterday. No, yeah, yesterday. I think like it was Wait, last week. Last Tuesday. Sorry. Um, the last Tuesday, minute, folks. he passed away from cancer, uh, at age of, at the age of 67. Um, he was pivotal in the, the early eighties, uh, early to mid eighties Islanders, Stanley cup years, obviously his, uh, his, uh, his banner is up in the, now the UBS arena, um, with the Islanders, their home arena, but, uh, Gilly's definitely a towering hockey figure hall of famer, um. Any, any, I mean, he was again that part of that Islanders dynasty in the 80s, and it's just sad to see another hockey legend pass away.
1: Yeah, it, it sucks. Um, a pivotal player for those Islanders that won championships, and his son played in League Two for the Islanders. so it, it was just sad news. I mean, even though a division rival, um, still one of the all time hockey kind of legends. So may he rest in peace.
0: Amen to that. Um, moving on to another topic, uh, I wasn't going to say positive because I mean, I I don't know, I'm been a long day. Sorry. Um, (laughs) we have a little bit of, I guess, recent news from earlier tonight, actually. I don't know if you saw this, Dave, but Jeff Carter, uh, signed a two year, $6.25 million contract extension with the Penguins. Um,
1: fantastic.
0: Uh, gag. <laughs> um but it has an average aav of 3.12 million uh Carter was inflated he's getting good money he's actually been as much as i hate to say this he's been good for them this year
1: i mean yeah i mean he has he's not the jeff carter we we liked as flyers fans nor we saw Rip It up in la but True. for how old he is he's being productive and the penguins have him he's a third line center behind malkin and crosby he's going to do well
0: Fun fact, too. Everything goes back to the Flyers. this season. Is it a fun the, fact, then? This season was the final season of an 11-year contract he signed with the Flyers back in 2010.
1: So I remember he's been loving on, that contract. When he's been on it.
0: that same contract since he got traded from the Flyers all those years ago, and just now he's saying, I'm going to sign two more years with their arch
1: I don't blame the guy, because at least they're a hey, good team. He has a chance to win another Stanley Cup this year. Yeah. So
0: don't blame him. But uh, Carter has 26 points this year in 36 games. He was acquired by the Penguins in a trade with the LA Kings back on April 12th of 2021. Um, this is also going to pain me to read this. <laughs> Penguins general manager, Ron Hextall. Ah, said, screw him. Said, quote, Jeff's experience and versatility have made him a valuable addition to our team. In addition to his on-ice contributions, his team-first attitude has made him a leader inside our locker room, and we're happy to have him under contract for two more years. Good on you, Hexy.
1: Funny how Ron Hex all of a sudden knows how to trade and acquire NHL talent when he's no longer the GM of the Philadelphia Flyers.
0: Yep. Uh, and what else do we have here for around the league? Um, let's see here we go we can do a little bit of positivity here um so we have the the captains and the rosters were announced for the all-star game um the captains i believe were selected earlier today it looks like um we have the we have capitals forward alex ovechkin with the metro division captain no surprise there no surprise on any of these (laughs) um maple leafs forward austin matthews captain of the atlantic division Avalanche forward Nate McKinnon, captain of the Central Division, and you guessed it, Dave Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers, the captain of the Pacific Division team. Shocking. so uh not much in there. Um, I can't believe they also,
1: admit, I can't believe they would make McDavid a captain.
0: I know it's crazy. <laughs> but uh also the the last men in for each division, as decided by fan vote, were named back on the 18th, so last week. Um, I guess late the week before, too. Uh, Nazem Kadri of the Avalanche, Steven Stamkos of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Troy Terry of the Anaheim Ducks, and Jake Gensel of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Gensel will play in place of the Rangers forward Mika Zibanejad, who won the fan vote but also has elected not to play in the All-Star Game due to personal reasons. Um,
1: He's going to so, get suspended.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: You know what's oh, yeah. funny is McKinnon brought up a good point about the all-star game because um, he was kind of upset that Kadri didn't get in based right off the hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, it's an all-star game, not best player from every team game. And that's what's become because every team now sends a representative. I, well, I can argue, well, while Claude Giroux, it, it will be nice seeing Claude Giroux represent the Flyers one last time in an all-star game. They probably don't deserve to send anyone this year. Yeah, and there are teams that have players that should be going that aren't. Like the Rangers have Igor Shesterkin, who is a best the candidate for goalie this year, but he's not. But he's not an All Star.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that makes zero sense. So like I mean, I'm, it, kind, it, I'm with the ilk of the mindset now. Like it's an All Star game. It should be an All Star game. Like every team doesn't need to send someone.
0: I mean, it all comes down. I'm on now- the kid inside it, with that. I think it all comes down to marketing on that because the more players they have, the more they can sell different jerseys and stuff. Oh such. yeah,
1: because then every if every team it gives every fan base reason to tune in. I get why they do it, but like, yeah. it's not really an all-star game then.
0: Because then just, you have like saying... you have you have Jimmy up in Buffalo wondering why no one from his team is on there, but he wants to Cause buy you, a jersey because your
1: team stinks, Jimmy. That's well, why. J- your team Jimmy doesn't, sucks ass.
0: Jimmy might not have thick skin like us as Flyers fans, so he's S O L. But anyway, I yeah, I agree. I mean, it shouldn't be. It's almost like being in the All Star game. It's a. It's definitely an honor, but it's like also it's almost like kind of like a participation trophy where it's like, oh, uh, we have to have someone from the Flyers, even though they're the almost one of the worst teams in the league right now. But like, I would rather I, yeah, so have seen.
1: I would rather have seen like Carter Hart go because like yeah. him playing behind that defense should make him an all-star by itself because he, he has to go behind that every night and go, oh boy, here we go again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Recognize I hate, the man for that. It's always, it's just, it's a, it's always entertaining. Um, Actually, it'll be nice because it's on ESPN this year. So maybe the, the Next broadcast. Weekend. Will be a little bit different, yeah. So it's uh the skills competition is next Saturday, I believe, the fourth. No,
1: Friday um, is it?
0: Friday, yeah. And then the All Star game is that Saturday, both in Las Vegas. Um,
1: so I mean, it's Las always Vegas.
0: it's always fun to watch. But oh yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, it's if you don't know, um, it's going to be a three game tournament played in a three on three format, showcasing teams from each of the division. Each team will have nine skaters and two goalies. Uh, so yeah, All Star Game, All Star Weekend next weekend, not this coming weekend, two weeks from now. So,
1: no, what one week from now? The first weekend of February.
0: Yes, first weekend of February.
1: So one week from, from this Friday.
0: Gotcha. We're on the same page. Let's cool. do it. If you're curious about the dates, go online.
1: <laughs>
0: Look at the uh, calendar. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do everything for everyone.
1: <laughs> God damn uh, millennials.
0: And then let's see. Let's end Dave, we'll end the week on a a nice a nice note here. Um with a jersey watch. I don't know if you saw these from yesterday, but uh the lunar new year is a few days away. Uh I don't know if is it PC to call it Chinese New Year nowadays?
1: i i think it's still fine
0: all right but uh on february 1st the year of the tiger begins on the the count the lunar calendar i think um my birth year is a rooster fun fact
1: i don't even know mine so don't even
0: ask i learned that from the placemats at the chinese restaurants when i was younger um but, uh yeah I mean last last night in Vancouver the Vancouver Canucks wore special lunar New year's jerseys for warm-ups and they're actually pretty sick uh it's like the Canucks sea but instead of the the orca whale jumping out of it it was a a tiger with a with a fin on on its back um so a whale tiger um but pretty sweet jerseys um definitely is the whale favorite. tiger
1: a cousin of the man bear pig
0: possibly they might know each other <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh, um, artist Trevor lie I believe is how to pronounce his last name. Trevor. Um, if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly, I apologize. Um, but again, he, he drew inspiration from the apex predator, turning the Canucks' classic orca into a tiger. Uh, Lye was quoted saying, "It's inspiring to imagine an orca transforming into a tiger." symbolizing we can become anything we want to be including a better neighbor and an ally for each other uh the canucks chinese name is uh i'm going to try to pronounce this right Jia uh so a little bit of chinese there your chinese word of the day courtesy of five minute major um how to say canucks in chinese um but it's just a, a nice homage to the Chinese community and for New Year's, uh, for Lunar New Year. I think, um, Vancouver, I believe, has a, a very heavy uh, Chinese presence in its, in its, I guess, in its city. Um, so yes, good on that. Two the, thumbs uh, up for the, the warm up sweaters and Happy Lunar New Year, Dave.
1: And another jersey watch is the Coachella Valley Firebirds. The Seattle Kraken's AHL affiliate as of next year unveiled their jerseys as well this past week. Um, I have not seen them yet. They're okay. I'm personally, when it comes to jerseys and minor league teams, I always think that the minor league team's jerseys should be the same color scheme as their parent clubs. Um, so that way, you know, I, I'm I'm a big, like, gear guy and player gear guy. So, like, when I look at a goalie, like, right now the Seattle Kraken minor league's teams, the Charlotte Checkers. Which currently used to use the same, they use the same color scheme as the Carolina Hurricanes because they used to be the affiliate. Well, they are no longer affiliates now; they're with the Kraken. So you have every Seattle goalie who's in their system in the minor leagues is wearing Seattle-themed colors of that, of those dark blues and like teals mm-hmm. with red, black, and silver, and it looks awful.
0: Actually, I do like these jerseys, but I, I do agree but that I they should okay. they should follow the similar color scheme to the. Uh... To the cracker. The, the NHL franchise.
1: And, and and they don't. That's that's just one of my pet peeves.
0: I'm trying to think though, because there's definitely teams that let's see. Cause like the Hershey Bears, they're the capital's affiliate. Yeah, and, and, and they
1: don't, but the Bears, you know, yeah, it's just pet peeve of mine. But like oh, there's yeah. some there's some uniforms that are like like the Hershey Bears, they're like, they're like one of the one all-time AHL franchises. I was gonna so say, they, they're one
0: of the oldest franchises yeah. in the AHL anyway. So it's like,
1: and, and they're in Hershey. So like if they had red wine, and blue jerseys, it wouldn't really make sense.
0: The con, yeah, All right. The sweetest place maybe, on maybe,
1: Earth. I'm, maybe I'm coming back. Coming this is coming quickly back.
0: turning into an old man yells at cloud situation. It, it, it really you. is. Sorry, and and, and
1: <laughs> I realized good old Hershey, <laughs> Pennsylvania, where we witnessed Josh Ho saying do the robot after scoring a goal. One now, of the many iconic hockey
0: moments in history. Yeah, I mean, I like these jerseys a lot. I think they're cool, but I, I agree. I think it does, depending on the team, it definitely looks better. Like, the the Golden Knights and then the Silver Knights in Henderson, yes. those jerseys are sweet. Even, like, they, the
1: Flyers and Phantoms.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I think, again, if it's the right circumstances, um, it can be different because if they have a good enough relationship between the organizations, then go for it. Plus, hell, yes. like... There's definitely a handful of old AHL jerseys and other defunct minor league hockey teams that I would buy jerseys of at a heartbeat. Oh, for sure. So, But I would give the Firebirds a thumbs up.
1: Maybe they'll grow on me, but eh, for now.
0: Yeah, Um. but, you know, Dave, with that, I think we've had enough here talking about how bad the Flyers are for this week. Yes. Um. There's a very solid chance that we will be right back in this spot next time we record... With, uh, let's see, how many games do we have? We'll see. We will project what the the losing streak may be at the next time we record. So let's see. They have. I guess the next time we will record would maybe be Wednesday, the 2nd. Unless you have a, a game. Actually, they only have two games between now and then, so maybe it'll only be at 15.
1: No, we don't actually have a game at all next week for Beer League, so we're good to go next Wednesday night. Sweet. So,
0: barring any other circumstances, we'll be recording on Wednesday night, which is after a Tuesday night game against the Winnipeg Jets in the Wells Fargo Center. If the Flyers do end up losing that game or the one against the LA Kings on Saturday afternoon, their losing streak will have slid even further to 15 games, and we may be talking about God knows what else of the negativity surrounding this franchise as of now.
1: Yeah, I just I just want like at this point, like I know the season's lost, but win a game every once in a while, please, just so like I can enjoy an afternoon of hockey. Like
0: it goes back to the whole thing where it's like. And know, uh, this will be my closing argument before I let you wrap things up for good. At least be entertaining.
1: Yes, if you're if you're gonna lose, lose in a fun way.
0: Yeah, at least be competitive, be entertaining. At least like don't it's don't make it a chore to watch the Flyers.
1: Yeah, like I don't want to like have to turn like how I've been like oh they're they're down a goal or they blew blew a lead okay turn off they're gonna lose like I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. But. A that, Wrap this puppy up for this weekend.
1: Yes, I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this hour-long episode of us. Just go on. It's it has been. It, it's brutal. And
0: hooting and hollering, complaining, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: ma- mainly every other, complaining.
1: Yes, yes, ma- mainly complaining. Um, takes a lot, but I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, or if you're listening to any hockey podcast, you are a devout hockey fans. So kudos to you. A tip of the cap. To you, sir, or madam. Um but with that, yeah, Matt and I will be back next Wednesday before the All-Star Game and after these two games against the Kings and Jets. Hopefully there's something positive to talk about because I, I don't I, I don't know what we're gonna do if it keeps on going. But we'll I don't see. know how
0: much longer we
1: can go on. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be tough. But with that there will be no let's go flyers this evening. They frankly don't deserve it. Just everyone stay safe, stay healthy. Um, we're almost out of the winter time. The days are getting slowly longer. It'll be spring before we know it. Just everyone push on through, please. Good night and good hockey.
0: Not good hockey. Not good hockey at all. <laughs>